Welcome to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you're on this disciple's journey with me as we're walking through the book of Mark this week. I hope that you have enjoyed and are enjoying the book of Mark. Uh, Today's episode is primarily focused on evangelism, and Mark is a very evangelistic book. It's one that encourages us with urgency. That's been the key word, uh, urgency, to share the gospel, to preach without hesitation or reservation that we understand that Christ is coming back one day. And the question that I want to ask you today is, how can we share this text evangelistically? How can we uh, trust Christ in the midst of everything going around uh, uh, around us based on him being the suffering servant? And so as we look at evangelism, I want to give you three reminders about trusting Christ as you share the gospel. The first one is, is that we can trust him in persecution. Uh, as we read Mark chapter 13 this week, Mark 13 is a reminder for us of end times theology. It's where the disciples come to Jesus and say, hey, tell us when the end is 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 going to take place. Tell us when you're going to, to uh, establish your kingdom, when all these things are fulfilled. And Jesus says, hey, listen, understand that for that time to come, you have to expect persecution. Look at Mark chapter 13, verse 8. It says, For nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will also be famines. These things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. But be on your guard, for they will deliver you to the courts, and you will be flogged in the synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. He then says, The gospel must first be preached to all nations. And when they arrest you and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you are to say, but say whatever is given you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit. I want to remind you, faith family, that we can trust Christ in the midst of persecution, that as the days grow shorter, because the time is coming for the fulfillment of all things where Christ returns, that it will get worse. Persecution will come for the church even worse than we've ever seen, uh, especially here in America. And and I want to remind you of that, I, not to scare you, but to be real with you, that we must know the Word, and we must follow Christ and focus on the mission, but not be scared of the enemy. We can trust Christ even in the midst of persecution. As we spread the gospel and evangelize, we must also understand that we can trust him in the midst of our very own failures. There may be some of you thinking, you know, Matt, I I, I get that we're going to have pressures from the outside, but Honestly, I've got pressure from from internal pressures, my my own self, because I just feel like a failure. Well, listen to Mark chapter 16, verse 5. It says, Entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, Do not be amazed. You were looking for Jesus the Nazarene who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had gripped them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. 
And I, I want you to see in this passage that this, this angel telling them about the gospel of Jesus, the good news that Jesus had risen from the grave, they said, go tell his disciples and Peter. Uh, think about the failure of Peter uh, in, uh, in, in this week's reading that Jesus uh, told Peter, you will deny me three times. And Peter said, oh, no, I'll never deny you. And Peter did. In the midst of arrogance and pride, Peter fell. And there are many times that we feel like, well, I'm just a failure. I can't be used by God. Well, this text reminds us, and many more texts remind us, that God can use any person's failure. God can use your mess-ups and turn them into masterpieces. God can use your temptations and your trials that you failed in and turn them into triumphs if you will repent and turn to Him. We can trust Christ as we evangelize in the midst of external persecution and in the midst of internal failure. But let me close this out. We can trust Christ in the mission for the glory of God. Look at Mark chapter 16, verse 15. It says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has been he who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who is disbelieved shall be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who have believed. God is on mission through the church. We are not plan B. We are plan A. We are the ones who have the responsibility to go into all the world. And Christ has confirmed in uh, in His Word, by the power of His Holy Spirit, that you and I have the authority to share the gospel. And you've seen this week, reading through the book of Mark, the great things that Christ has done. And He said, and you will do even greater things things. Remember, we just read how they were afraid, said nothing to anyone, but, but that when they were given proof that Jesus had risen from the dead, they went and reported it to everyone. And so I want to encourage you as you read uh, the book of Mark, let's apply the book to our lives. And we are, uh, we are told that just like the book of Matthew in the book of Mark, that we should go and make disciples of all nations. My hope and my prayer is that you have experienced the love of God in your life and that you're sharing that love with the world around you. As we close out this episode today, uh, today is Throwback Thursday, and we want to look at a moment of church history. Just as uh, we're seeing the church is uh, being impacted by things going on today, there are moments of church history, uh, moments of history that have affected the church, some positive, some negative. But uh, as we look at uh, our moment today, it's in uh, the year 1545 with a very important uh, meeting called the Council of Trent. Now remember, in the 1500s, we had what was known as the Protestant Reformation. And during that time, many had separated from the Catholic Church. And so by the mid-16th century, those 1500s, um, uh, many had separated, but there were others who remained in the Catholic Church with the sole purpose of trying to reform it or change it from within. So Pope Paul III, uh, during this time, appointed those individuals to places of authority. Uh, these authorities, they were called cardinals or bishops, and he wanted them to install reforms. Certain, uh, certain people uh, were used to install reforms. 
So this Council of Cardinals met from 1545 until 1563. So almost 20 years took place, and uh, and they were meeting to see what changes that needed to be made. And as they received news of the terrible acts of clergy members, uh, these changes were enacted. For instance, uh, they abolished indulgences. And they also established moral standards that uh, that that held them to a particular uh, particular standard of how they should behave and act. Uh, not only those behavior changes, but doctrinally, there were some things that uh, were reaffirmed uh, and uh, and and established as in the Catholic Church. Uh, the seven sacraments that they believed were necessary for salvation. Now, again, as Protestants, we only be- believe that there are two ordinances. Um, we don't believe in sacraments that are necessary for salvation. We are saved by grace through faith. But they they reaffirmed seven sacraments. They reaffirmed that the Eucharist, uh, or as we would call communion, uh, Lord's Supper, but they did... Uh, declared again that the Eucharist is the literal body and blood of Jesus Christ. And during this Council of Trent, they condemned the Protestant movement. So as as I shared that, maybe you're thinking, well, this is all negative stuff. If you're a true follower of Jesus Christ, um, you know, we, we know salvation is by grace alone. Yes, yes, it is um, negative. But we're looking at a moment of church history that had a profound, um, profound uh, activity that affected the church in 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 some way. So they uh, they did a lot of things uh, during that Council of Trent that affected the Catholic Church and other Protestant churches because they condemned the Protestant movement. One of the big things that I do want to share with you is they pushed even further for the belief that Scripture should be read in Latin, um, not the common language of the people. And the reason this is so important is because it it reaffirmed and reestablished that the Catholic Church felt the authority to read Scripture, interpret Scripture, and apply Scripture was only for reserved individuals and not for the common person. This is a big difference in Catholic theology and Protestant activity. I want to remind you the Word of God is for every believer. And so while these uh, these actions um, are not positive for the spread of the gospel, they did take place. And so we want to be reminded why we are not, uh, not bound to a pope or a Catholic system or institution. We are the living organism of Jesus Christ, the amateur church. Hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. And remember, evangelism is not complete until the evangelized become the evangelist. Stakes in the ground.